Hello, everybody. We are at the Sungate Center studio with uh, Svetlana Burak and one more amazing person by me. Her name is Rasa. And we are, as usual, um, on Monday, we are talking about uh, uh, thyroid health. Um, the program name is Here and Be Heard. Is uh, as usual, nothing changed. And uh, from San Diego with us, uh, Svetlana Burak. Hi, Svetlana. Hi, everyone. Good morning. So happy okay. to be here with you guys. Svetlana is an integrative nutrition health coach and thyroid wellness specialist. Uh, she works with people who, uh, with thyroid disorder who would like to attract their ideal weight, more energy, and more joy in their life. And recently, you've been certified with something else, something interesting. What is it? Share with us. Yes, I'm a, a newly FPL certified thyroid coach, health coach as well. Great. Super. Uh, so we are talking today about uh, body and mind connection. Um, and before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host Rita Board, if I may. Of course. Rita, thank you. Uh, Certified Holistic Health Coach and Graduate of Institute for Integrative Nutrition, a member of American Association of Drugless Practitioners, Certified Reiki Practitioner. She's a co-founder of Sungate's Wellness Center in Wheeling, Illinois, and a guide to a spiritual hospital of John of God in Abadjania, Brazil. Thank you, Svetlana. So we are talking about uh, very important things today. It's uh, uh, about our mind, how powerful is that, and how actually our thought can heal us and actually heal others who are around us, not just us. Uh, whether we are suffering from chronic disease or just cold, uh, taking uh, a good look that our thoughts is uh, really can improve our health. Yes, thoughts, feelings, uh, attitudes, all of that stuff is so powerful. All the invisible things that's going on in our head is so incredibly powerful. Yes, yeah. wonderful. And you mentioned that you just find something interesting. Can you share it with us? Yes, I want to share with you guys and with the listeners some exciting news for me. My husband and I are expecting um, our second baby. Ooh, congratulations. congratulations. Super, super exciting. Uh, a little bit scary because now we're going to have two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a whole different That's topic. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very relevant because as I um, was preparing for the show, I, it made me think about my preparation for the upcoming birth and labor. And this time around, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm going deeper in, into the preparation. And so what I'm learning about is just so relevant to our conversation. So I wanted to share that with you. Sure. Um, and that is how our minds are such a powerful influencer when it comes to the process of labor. Um, now, so there's two different schools uh, when it comes to you know, labor, it, that's the obstetrician, mm -hmm. you know, approach, right? The Western medicine, and there's the midwifery approach. And these two are so very different in, the, in, in such a way that um, the obstetric mo medical model 
doesn't really look at the mind and how it influences the labor process itself. Whereas the midwifery model is just so, it, it's, it's very, it's an, a very obvious uh, aspect. The mind is such a powerful aspect of the process. So for example, you know, uh, where you give birth, how familiar you're with the people and the place where you give birth, when you, where you're actually going through labor, uh, how comfortable you are with the people, um, how scared you are about the whole process, you know? Um, so all these things that are in your head actually can influence how quickly you give birth, um, whether you regress during the process. I mean, you know, it's very well known. There's many, many uh, women who, you know, go through labor and are very close to giving birth and, you know, they're almost fully dilated and then, and then something happens and things regress. Well, if, you know, usually if it's an obstetrician, we'll say there's something wrong with the woman's body. Well, no, there is nothing necessarily wrong with the woman's body, but usually something happens in the woman's environment. Like, let's say if she's in the hospital, you know, as we know, hospitals are busy, fast-paced, right? If somebody rushes into the room and disturbs a woman, um, things can regress, you know, in terms of the... Uh, opening of the cervix you know the, the cervix can close and things can just go backwards in the process and uh, labor can extend and um, and so midwives recognize the fact that a woman needs to be in a very safe very calm environment she needs to be very um comfortable where she is mm -hmm. and you know um very interesting example actually um to kind of help you illustrate uh, to help illustrate how our body processes work mm -hmm. um, you know if you think about going to a public restroom like to do your business right number mm -hmm. one or number yeah. two if you feel comfortable right if you like you know how um you heard of the term shy bladder for example right some people cannot go um and urinate in the in the, ba in the public environment where they're not comfortable because they don't feel safe, like it's not their home, you know, just the, the things do not open, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So right. Let's out. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly the process that happens with the labor. Women has to be, have to be comfortable and safe and secure. And um, so, yeah, so um, I know where I'm going with this, you know, I'm going with the midwife. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be in a hospital. Um, so yeah, it's really fascinating how how the mind and our beliefs and thoughts about delivery and labor influence the actual process. All you're talking about it just uh, remind me of the process that we had to go through in the former USSR when I was giving birth. Uh, so those that environment is just doesn't doesn't even go into comparison what you what you shared with us now us now because. Uh, well, actually, it was more like, uh, I don't know, it was stress. It was stress for me because it was when I was about to, to have my child, uh, nobody was around me. And I didn't, know, I, I didn't know what to do and what happened and what, where do I go. Well, I was even walking to the labor, not, 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 uh, was, was not taken by the, somebody uh well, but we're not talking about bad things. Let's be positive and <laughs> share the good experience. 
So it wasn't a very um, safety was not, environment at all. Was not was not safe. And after labor, we are we were in a hallway, not even in a room. Some of us. Wow. So yeah, but everything's fine. Everything is safe. Everybody alive. So <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's great. That's great. And uh, congratulations, of course, uh, to you with a. Uh, Yes, uh, and we know it's a boy, right? It's a boy. Yes, we know it's a boy. Ninety-nine point five percent certainty. So, <laughs> not one hundred. <laughs> Very good. Um, let me um, ask my good friend a question since she is here, because she is very intuitive and she is practicing Kundalini Yoga for quite a while. For how long? Three years. Three years. Yeah, and you had uh, such an experience with that. Can you share with us how how uh, the mind flow change your behavior, change your uh, style of life, maybe even? It is um, it is very uh, interesting to me was because those three years ago I was in very very dark place. Um, I was uh, depressed. I had a depression. I was on a medication. And actually, that time I didn't see myself even living. I was, let's say, at the bottom uh, that I could be. Uh, and uh, the last thing I was seeing psychologist, and uh, it, uh, and somebody just uh, recommended me, you know, maybe you can try to do like yoga or something or meditation. And I had one week vacation, and uh, actually I went to every single class. Every day to different classes to do to do just to try the yoga. That was my last step. What, what I'm gonna lose? And the Sunday, actually, it was uh, I. I got into the Kundalini yoga class, and uh, it's very different from the other yogas. Uh, if the people who know how it looks, and uh, people are in white with the turbans, the chanting, and to me it was totally new world and. Uh, I got there and I sat there and in the beginning they start uh, chanting and that sound it was going just totally through my body and uh, I just got my shivers and I start crying and actually I cried almost whole class and I never experienced something like this and I immediately knew that something's I found something something for me and since that day I started going more and more into 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 that Kundalini yoga and to learn more and more. And uh, after some time, after a couple couple weeks, I started doing daily. Never done any diet. Never done any exercises longer than two weeks. Uh, I was the person who actually wakes up in the morning. You know, the five minutes before I need to leave, I get my coffee and I leave to work. <laughs> And they were, you were I was drinking coffee at the time. At the time, I was doing a lot of different things at that time, <laughs> not healthy things. And uh, to me, they were saying, oh, you have to wake up right now before the sunrise. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> before the sunrise, me? <laughs> and, and I started and uh, it totally transformed my life, totally. Uh, I was seeing changes very fast, worked with me very fast. I got off the medication in, in just a couple of weeks and start just seeing miracles of life. And I was just going, going and going and never been happier. I start 
learning uh, about myself, about the world, uh, and uh, it opened totally different dimensions to me. I'm so excited. Right now I wake up every morning like a little child and just looking what's new is coming, you know, what I can experience. And those changes that you've been through in your life, the, the experience with yoga help you to get through this, right? It is, that, that is my main practice, what I do, but with this practice I go into the different, because this is more uh, with work with the subconscious mind, uh, but I use the, the, I use the meditation, I meditate every day, and uh, I learn different things I, I have. Uh, experience Reiki, bioenergy things, crystals. It just opened so much and so much to learn and I'm just moving forward and... Um, so what do you believe it, was it about the, the yoga, the Kundalini yoga that has made a difference? Do you have a theory of how does it, how did it work? You know? To me was, I always was in my mind and I, uh, I it was too busy for me. I always was all about the drama. I never understood how it works. And uh, because I had anxiety too, with Kundalini Yoga, it is that um, there is a lot involved uh, in the practice because you have to have a special posture, special mudra, special mantra, special uh, things like movements, it is a lot going on. That's why it was working for me because my crazy mind was mm -hmm. focusing on uh, extra stuff. It's not just one. For me to sit and meditate, you know, uh, like mindful, mindfulness meditation was impossible because after every like Kundalini Yoga exercise, uh, let's say you do for three minutes and you have to rest for a minute, that was for me the hardest thing, just to sit and rest. and. I hear you. Yes, we all do. <laughs> the scariest thing for me was to close my eyes and start witnessing my mind. Yeah. How crazy it is and what's going on there. That so, so what really helped you is getting out of your mind and of your thinking, slowing that down and focusing on your body, right? More than... That's how I start learning to listen to my body through the movement, through this one. It was not about, you know, to get to the point to touch the, uh, you know, my, my fingers like toenails or something like that. It was about the movement, about working with my yeah. ego, you know, that... Uh, and I start listening. I start listening what the body says, you know, and uh, it starts, you know, this is my mind, this is my body, this is me. And, you know, first in my practice, I actually separated those things. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I united them together when I uh, needed that way to go. That's how it was for me. Mm -hmm. So um, the yoga experience, uh, it sounds like has a, a practice of meditation built into it. Right. Yes, and yes. that's kind of, I think, what was huge for you. And I can relate as well. Um, you know, you were talking about the monkey mind, right? We all okay. have that. And it's it's the key is to how to quiet that down. And it is hard. It is so hard. And I'm still learning. But there's so many other ways of doing that than just sitting down and meditating. Like for me, um, it was dancing. I love <laughs> dancing. I love salsa dancing. I get out of my head and I just, you know, it's now it's about the heart and the feeling and the body. That's my way of getting out of my monkey mind. So you don't have to sit. Of you don't course. have to sit. Of course. No, uh, you can try if you want to, but 
if it doesn't work, there's so many different ways. There's walking meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. There's so do, many ways. Just do what makes you happy. No, exactly. That's the most important thing. Exactly. You know, the, the people ask me too, is this the Kundalini Yoga the only way? I'm like, no, yeah. no. It was the way for me. Right. That was my, but just find what you love and just do it. And that will transform your life. And I wanted to mention, um, as we talked last time, I'm all about research, right? Right. Yeah. So there's a, lots of studies on meditation and very powerful results. So, for example, um, Massachusetts General Hospital um, groundbreaking study found that as little as eight weeks of meditation um, not only help people feel calmer, but also produce changes in areas, different areas of the brain. Um, including areas associated with the memory, empathy, sense of self, and stress regulation. Mm -hmm. So, um, so powerful. Yes, amazing. And uh, our mind affects everything. Uh, how we eat, how we drink, mm -hmm. how we talk to other people. Uh, it's it's all can change if we practice and actually we pay attention to to how we talk and how we eat. If we talk, eat slow and, and pay attention and what we eat, the digestive system is working differently if we would just on the rush, on the go, in the car, whenever we are. Absolutely. So it, right, and how we think about food, right? If, you know, for example, we include a blessing experience mm. before we start, you know, that changes the whole experience as well. Yeah, we try to energize the water. Actually, we tried mm -hmm. it here, right? You had experience with that? Yeah. Yes, we do. And um, uh, to, for me, there was a process to uh, learning about self-love, which I was missing a lot. And uh, what I was doing, actually, I was um, every day, I take a glass of water in the morning. This was the first thing in the morning. And um, I was thinking to put my love in, in in that glass of water. And I was thinking who I love and how I can create that uh, fe love feeling mm -hmm. at that moment. And mm -hmm. to me, uh, I don't have children. And what I really loved, I had cat, which was very, very close to me. And I had the biggest love to, to that little animal. And I was taking that glass of water and I was, you know, pouring that feeling uh, in, in that water and I was drinking that water and two I could start seeing pretty fast how I was filling myself with, with, ah. that, with, that, with that beautiful feeling how I was healing myself I was again going through a lot of you know cries and and start seeing myself as a beautiful woman because it was for many many years I couldn't see it I, I always was seeing negative in me, what I could change, what I could do better. And I just one day I, I, I woke up, I do, did my nails, which I never do in color. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty. <laughs> you know? and like, I'm like, I'm really, really pretty. And uh, that again, after changing myself, I could start seeing how my world around me start changing, how people start uh, even changing and new people start coming you know who who love me who I love them it it was you totally creating your reality around you through those through transformation with yourself 
loving yourself first, learning to love. I love that um, experience that you shared with the water. And um, yeah, it's, it's like what you're describing. It's like you're taking these glasses that are tinted with gray, removing them and putting glasses yeah. tinted with pink, shaped <laughs> in the heart, you know, heart-shaped. <laughs> exactly. Your, your vision changes, yes, because the inside and mind changes. And we talked about Dr. Emoto, uh, his uh, scientific research about uh, water that was, when we talked, uh, energized the water with the good thoughts and love, loving things. It, uh, the crystallizing water is changing. It's a beautiful picture, beautiful um, result we see in the frozen water. And that's how it is, the thought is a vibration. Yes, and mm -hmm. our body is created more than 70% of water. That means any, any, every thought, what we uh, produce, what it comes to us, it affects our body. That's how, you know, a motto uh, shows us, mm -hmm. what, that's how important it is actually to have that hy hygiene, to clean your mind, to meditate, to go with the good thoughts, with beautiful thoughts. With intention, intention is very, very important. Absolutely. Just want to remind our listeners that we are talking uh, on uh, Sungate Radio and we're talking about connection between our, body, our mind and body and uh, how one can change another and how the entire world around us change when we're changing our thoughts pattern. And... Uh, Everybody can actually text or call us now by uh, dialing. Uh, texting is much better, so we won't hear the ring. It was seven three four five zero nine eight eight, or you can ask us questions on uh, uh, Sungate's one hundred eight Skype, or just send emails. Uh, you can find Svetlana on her website, uh, which is www.myhealthbeat.com myhealthbeat.com Very good. And Sungate's uh, Center or Sungate Radio where hopefully you're listening to us right now. And we have a guest, my most of my favorite people, <laughs> Rasa, who is uh, practicing Kundalini Yoga for a long time and know from her own experience how changing your mind can help to live happily, right? Yes. So um, a question uh, that I've been pondering and I'm wondering, you know, plus our listeners are pondering, um, you know, we can, you can, we can use our mind to bring about better health, but can we make uh, changes to some of the most chronic um, debilitating diseases out there, like things that we're taught that you can't change. Has anybody have experience with that? Anybody wants to share? Of course <laughs> you do. <laughs> I do. I do uh, from personal and, you know, um, uh, stories that are heard, but I'm wondering, you know, from your experience, Rita, with um, being a guide at John of God's um, house, Casa, uh, what have you seen and what have you experienced? Yes, of course. The, the transformations there happened uh, almost on the, on the second day of arriving. Uh, I've 
in those transformation, mind transformation, bring the the health. Um, yes, there there are people who come with uh, chronic diseases, especially MS or uh, even cancer, and being there, changing their state of mind, bring bring better understanding of uh, why they got this disease, and with that why. Uh, get answered inside that that bring the healing I cannot say it, it bring the uh, the best health possible but it's it start it start on the healing process and uh, that may happen not right away not there even though the there they can even feel worse but it's called the healing uh, crisis but mm-hmm. then on their arriving home, um, something new coming up, and it might be a new way to, to heal, or they may even go and see doctors. I actually had a, someone with me who had a, she had a uh, throat cancer, and she was um, not seeing a doctor on purpose. She was trying to heal herself just a natural way, but as a uh, John of God and uh, in, actually entities through John of God are saying we uh, should go in parallel with uh, Western medicine and uh, of course in a doctor and sometimes even do for the surgery, go for the surgery if it's important, if it's the way. So uh, she came back home and she um, had a surgery, the real surgery, and then she uh, had the chemotherapy and she's fine, she's feeling good. But she, when she arrived home, she knew that it was safe for her to go and see a doctor and do whatever they recommend because uh, she just know, <laughs> she just knew it at the time that that was important. So definitely uh, there are cases uh, of, that bring uh, healing, that state of mind bring healing, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the most fascinating cases I read, actually, um, in Mind Over Medicine, and I shared with you this book last mm-hmm. time, by Lisa Rankin. Um, she is an MD who was traditionally trained in the medical Western medical model to believe that, uh, you know, our health is all body-based. There's really no mind involved. But when she became ill herself and turned to Western medicine, not only did it, did it not help, but she got worse. And so she turned to researching other methods of healing and, you know, found a lot of scientific, actually, based evidence that mind is so powerful and can actually heal the body. So she talks about, um, one of her sections, she talks about spontaneous remissions from some diseases that you would never think you could actually have a remission from ever. Um, in fact, there's a database um, out there. There's a project compiled. It's called Spontaneous Remission Projects, and you can even find it online uh, by uh, Carol Hirschberg and Hirschberg and Brandon O'Regan um, with uh, annotated, annotated bibliography of 3,500 3, references from more than 800 journals in 20 different languages, documented cases of unexplainable medically unexplainable mm-hmm. diseases, right, going into remission. So, for example, 
HIV positive person becoming HIV negative, right? Um, I don't know of any cure for HIV, at least not in this day and age, there's no medical cure, but this is happening. Uh, one woman with untreated metastatic breast cancer had breast, lung, and femur tumors that res resolved spontaneously. Um, a plaque blocking men's coronary arteries disappeared without treatment. Men's aneurysm disappeared. A man with a gunshot, gunshot wound in the brain recovered with no treatment. A woman with uh, cardiomyopathy and heart failure got better. A woman with thyroid disease experienced a, sp a spontaneous cure. So, wow. Well, we've, we've been through this. We've been through this, and you and, and me, and we know that's from first hand that changing the, the mind can uh, heal everything. I, I believe it. I believe it can change everything around you. But it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But it's very hope, um, it gives me hope, you know, it's really exciting to know that, yes, I have so much control over my body, <laughs> mm -hmm. so much more than I thought, and it's just, um, really can change your life, it's fascinating. Yes, wonderful, wonderful, do you, do you think that your thought pattern changing uh, the, your child behavior, did oh you, gosh. yes? Absolutely. I I think um, our children can really sense what's going on mm -hmm. well, you know, whether we speak about it or not, whether we're arguing with our spouse or whether we're just thinking thoughts that are not, you know, very positive. Um, but I know I definitely notice, you know, that children are very, very sensitive to these kinds of things. And then, you know, so we have a lot of control over our children's behavior by how we behave and how we feel inside. And so, and then we can teach them by modeling, you know, of course, by example, yes, of course. Um, how they have, they can have control over mm -hmm. uh, their, their, their mind and body, their body, you know, their health. Um, and one of the examples I shared with you also from Lisa Rankin's book and her recommendation is that, to teach our children, you know, as soon as possible, as soon as they can understand, uh, is that it's not the doctor that's going to fix them. It's them. They can heal their body. You know, by using language like, oh, oops, you hurt your knee, but it's okay. Your body is going to heal your knee. It's not going to be now. It's going to be the Band-Aid that's going to heal the knee. Mm -hmm. It's going to be your body's going to heal the knee. It's going to heal itself. itself. Right. So it's the language that can be so powerful. Oh yes, oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's wonderful, and we know a lot about placebo effects. When uh, patients were given just the sugar pills instead of uh, medicine, and the effect was the same, or even better than for other. So science. Science really, really uh, on the side of that. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that, that uh, experiment that I shared about the knee surgery where the subjects were divided into two groups. And one group was the control group. So they did not receive an actual surgery, but they did have um, an incision made to make it look like they had a surgery. And the other group was the actual surgery group. 
and um, they looked at the results and both groups um, had the same results meaning one third of the each group experienced great improvements they were they were able to walk again they did not experience any pain again um, so placebo effect which is what the mind um, power is it really it really is real and it works another way mind can work is you know in the negative direction too mm -hmm. if you're um, suspecting things and you're starting to think th of things that might be wrong with you you might start to experience those things for you know it, I have experienced this myself when I was studying psychology in my grad school uh, we were all we were going through all the <laughs> diseases, psychological oh, in, the, in the book, DSM-4, and, you know, we, we, we read, I'm reading through all the symptoms, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I have this, and I have this, and I have that. So it's a very common phenomenon for um, students who are studying psychology or even in medical school mm -hmm. <laughs> to start thinking that they have those diseases and start experiencing those things. Actually, it's it's what I've heard the people are doing now. They they have a symptom or something, and they go online and start reading about it. And it seems like all the symptoms are uh, is for me. So I have this disease, and it start from there. Did have, do you have an experience with that? That that's actually very common. Like you said, I uh, I went to medical school too, and I had every single uh, disease what we were going uh, <laughs> over to. You know, okay, I have this, 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 and that. And uh, with my recent experience was, uh, you know, how our mind works. Uh, let's say there was one person who said, uh, you know, you are not good enough. And I was watching how my uh, ego and mind is working with this, and it took actually nine people to tell me how good I am to actually balance it out. And that's how I see it's very, very important what we uh, give to this world, how we say, how we, especially if you said with the kids or, or with the labor. In my childhood, I, I grew up with those horror stories, you know, with, with the hospitals, how you go and, and it, it's really rare who tells you, you know, how beautiful it is to give a birth, you know, to see the child for the first time, to do it. And actually, I, at the medical school, I experienced it myself. I saw the birth. And that was unbelievable experience to me that you understand kind of how it is. But when you experience it, it's, it's, it's totally different. Like the life person comes out of the it's It's unbelievable. And... It, there is a lot of lack of this in our society to bring the beauty of the life, the good experiences. We talk a lot about negative. Mm -hmm. That's why it was a time that I stopped actually watching TV um, mm -hmm. because uh, when you look at the, there is so much violence in uh, those movies what we watch and, you know, there is very limited love show you know like uh, beautiful stories there is so much blood and killing people and and that's how i see how creates our our society too because I agree. we should change it and and by this too you know seeing how we create how we do how we teach our kids and how how we talk first you're learning with yourself then you start to bringing around your world little by little 
you know, it's like if you want to change the world, actually you do you change yourself that's and right. your family and, and that it spreads and spreads and spreads. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful message. Uh, I think that that's great and we can actually uh, finish, uh, conclude with that. Is there anything, Svetlana, you want to say to our listeners that will bring uh, what the message? Um, I, I think, you know, be very conscious of who you surround yourself with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, from friends to, um, to uh, doctors, even practitioners. If you're not comfortable with um, your practitioner, for example, who, you know, you go to and you're afraid of what they're going to say because they're always negative and they don't really give you much hope, I think that's a big sign. Find somebody who can... Be realistic, but at the same time, positive and give you hope because mm -hmm. there's always hope no matter what situation that you're in. And, you know, that's one work that we engage in in, in coaching and when you with you in, in, in yoga is we are there to empower you in your mind to believe that there is hope, that there is, you know, there is... Uh, and miracles, and yeah. miracles, and we should believe in miracles and miracles happened. Every and day, they are <laughs> start around. seeing them, and more and more they come. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. That that was great to talk to you all. And uh, I think, uh, well, we already said that uh, Svetlana can be found at my bits, uh, my health bits, right? One day, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. One day, <laughs> it's my health beat, B E E T I'm sorry, yes. And uh, well, we wish everybody great things, great miracles, and more joy and, and, and fun. Just do whatever you like to do uh, and have fun with your life. Thank you. Thank you, Svetlana. Thank you, Rasa. And uh, we'll see and hear everybody uh, next Monday, same time, 10 uh, Pacific and 12 Central. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for sharing this time with us. And we look forward to next week on Monday. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.